56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome in to Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you on a Wednesday. We're here with you for the next three hours in our family leisure studios. A lot to get to as we're at the uh, midway mark of the of the week. Hump day, as some people call it. Uh, football back tonight, our only off night was last night. we got two college football games. Uh, another uh, afternoon and evening of uh, postseason baseball. First game going on right now between the Rangers and the Rays. So uh, a fun afternoon of sports. Like I said, Bryant and Brett with you in our Family Leisure Studios. Brett, how you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, Brian. You're right. Back to college football tonight. Tell me, do I get CBS Sports Network on DirecTV? Yeah, yeah. You definitely get CBS Sports, for sure. Don't know that I've ever watched it one second. Oh, I'm sure you have at some point. A lot of Tiger basketball games come on CBS Sports Network in the past. So I'm sure you've wandered over there at some point. Um, Just maybe didn't know um, that you were on CBS Sports Network. Would that be in the 220s on the direct Brett, machine? I've never been oh, a direct yeah, TV gotcha. customer, so you're speaking a foreign language to me. You hadn't missed anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm a direct TV customer. I have their streaming option, so all of mine is just streaming online, so I don't have the, the all the channels and stuff. So foreign language to me, I'm afraid. So as you know, the last two weeks I have battled AT&T uh-huh. over my Wi-Fi, oh, yeah. as you know, and and it's been quite the battle. The, 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 the service people, the repair people that come by, they are so good. They're so oh, yeah. well-trained. But they're still having an issue with me, and they're about to the point of you may have find somebody else. I mean, it's just, it's just to that point, and, I, and I've about had enough. And, and I, I told one in a n- nice, courteous manner. I said, well, you know, I, I have my cell phone with y'all. I have my home Wi-Fi with y'all. And I have, you know, direct TV with y'all, you know, all told, you know, but, but like everybody else out there, you know, that's, that's about 400 a month. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, and he said, oh, well, we're not, we're not really direct TV anymore. I said, you're not. He said, no, we sold it. I said, well, I still mailed my check to AT&T, so I consider <laughs> that you are. Yeah. He said, well, it's really third party and they, you know, they just don't advertise it. No, I mean, I, I, I consider I'm doing business with the person Jeez. I mailed the check to. Good Lord. I mean, it, for, between that and all of the, the, you don't get CBS, you don't get Fox, you don't get this no channel. I mean, working with with television companies and and all of this stuff, it's a mess from from top. It's to bottom. never been harder to figure out TV, and and I, I can't be alone. Now I figured out, and it's not that big a deal. But man, get to a hotel and just get the remote control in your oh, hand. Yeah. I mean, what? What does it do? You know, and boy, you hit the wrong button and you're really over there on, on some wild, wild stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, j- j- just getting it on can be an issue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When, I mean, like, uh, my girlfriend, her family went on a, on a vacation a couple weeks ago and got to the place they were staying at. Couldn't even figure out how to pull up ESPN on the television. It was so, you know, all the different apps and I'm stuff you have to go to. And so they were calling me, like, how do we get ESPN on? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what, t- what the TV is. I don't know what the, you know, do you, is it DirecTV, Comcast? Uh, you're in Florida at that point, so it could be, uh, Spectrum. Like, I don't know. I don't, you, you, you you've given me no information. And she was like, well, we don't know anything. So we're just kind of stuck here in the middle of the road. Just for my home Wi-Fi, I'm going to say it's. It, it, I think it's exactly seventy six dollars a month. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's about what my average light bill runs over the year. Of course, the summer months run an air conditioner more heavily. It, it runs more, but like today, you know, it, no, nothing's on. And I don't know when I turn the air conditioner on, on again, just because I, I don't need it. I'm very comfortable mm-hmm. and, you know, try to, you know, not, you know, send all the money to, 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 to energy. Right. So, uh, and, and I told one of the nice repair people, and I said it in a nice manner. I said, I know all this is complicated and the fiber optics and blah, blah, blah. I know all that. I know all that. But for that kind of money, I want it as reliable mm-hmm. as turning that light switch on. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm paying enough for that. I, I think you are too, and, and you should. I think you should be getting that at least. And so I uh, can only imagine how frustrating it is to, to have to continue going back and forth with them. And, and, and you, and you got to love it. They want to blame, you know, they, 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 they don't, they don't want to, it's never their fault. AT&T, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it's, it's, and, you know, and then with the laptop, you know, Best Buy, they want to blame AT&T and, you know, and everybody wants to blame the other one. And all I want to do is for it to work. <laughs> you don't care how it gets done. You just, you just want it to work and, and work. I'll right. pay double. Don't tell them, but I'll pay double. Yeah. If yeah. you, if you, you'll get as reliable as turning on that light switch or turning on that water fa- faucet, I'll pay double. <laughs> I mean, hey, you, you don't say that too loud. Don't tell or, them. Or they might take you up on that offer, but, uh. Especially on a day of uh, a proposed MLG and W rate increase. Yeah, geez. Well, I mean, all, a lot going on <laughs> for you, really especially. Is. I mean, good lord. But uh, I did mention we we do have uh, the Major League Baseball postseason going on right now. Rays, oh, look at there, Cardinal uh, hit a home yeah, run. Yeah, Cardinal hit a home run. Cardinals everywhere in this postseason. Everywhere. It yesterday, uh, yeah, they're all over the place. But uh, Garcia pitch, Hicks yep. pitch, Montgomery mm-hmm. pitch, Gar- uh, Gar- uh, Garcia for the Rangers, yep. uh, Rosarina. I, at some point, I'm gonna look up. I think Tony LaRusso is gonna be managing against Whitey Herzog. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I, I mean, at this point, who knows what what might throw out what, what you might throw I, out I, there? I, I do know this. I know who won't be in the dugouts: Mike Matheny, Mike Schilt, and Ollie Marmol. Oh, there it is. I, I was waiting to hear when uh, when Ollie Marmol was entered into that equation. No, you will not be seeing him uh, in any of these dugouts. But right now, uh, Texas doing what they did uh, yesterday. Another. Uh, Lead early, I think uh, four nothing. They just uh, the Rays just got out of it. Um, so another big start for for uh, for the Rangers, and this one has not come from from errors like yesterday's big lead came from. And for the Rays playing in front of absolutely nobody, that uh, this big season they've had uh, might uh, might end rather quickly in the postseason. Ninety nine games for nothing. The yeah. very real potential. It- Four o'clock Central Time Zone in these United States on October fourth. Ninety nine games gets you an exit. Huh, that's crazy. Uh, that's rough crazy. stuff. It, isn't it? it really is. And I mean, like I said, we we've seen the uh, the numbers that have been kind of floating around after yesterday's game. Only uh, about nineteen thousand, a little over nineteen thousand at the Rays game yesterday um, against the the Rangers. And it looks like a little more there maybe today, but uh, not by much. And that's just uh, I mean that's embarrassing to be in the postseason and being one of the most talked about teams in baseball this year because of that start they had because of kind of this stretch from last year and into this season and then only have 19,000 show up and I know look I've heard all about the bridge but Ooh, you think uh, you think you'd be able to draw more even though it's a it's a mid-afternoon game I mean 
Patton's forces crossed the Remagen Bridge in World War II <laughs> easy and they get across this thing. I mean, my goodness. Uh, and I don't want to pile on too hard. I love our friend T.J. Reeve mm-hmm. down there, and he's a loyal, good fan. Yeah. And, and they just need more of them. And, yeah. and the ballpark location, the lowest postseason gate attendance since 1919. That's crazy. 1919. Yep. Holy and you know where I was in 1919, Brian? I, I hope you weren't here. No, 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 I was not. I was, <laughs> My grandmother, yeah. my grandmothers were both ten years old in nineteen nineteen. That's incredible. Uh, just unbelievable. That that was the World Series in the zany best seven of nine oh. that the White Sox threw for Cincinnati to win. Wow, what a year! So lowest attendance and uh, and a, a throne throne World series. series. How about that? And back to uh, back to twenty three. One down. Can we get two down this year? Uh, to you, you want a throne series? Throwback to 1919. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody on the take? Boy, uh, uh, a man named Fred would really love that, wouldn't he? Oh, Somebody is throwing the, throwing the World oh, Series. Lord. We're not insinuating no, anything, but no. but we know it happened with Shoeless Joe. Shoeless Joe hit 375 sure in the series mm-hmm. that he threw. Sure did. Yeah, not much so, of a throwing uh, for him, at least. Uh, but I mean, j- j- imagine if he wasn't on the on the take, uh, what oh. what he would hit in that series. <laughs> and you know, since they threw that series, that whole city, White Sox, North Side and South Side, they've only won it twice. So you could say they've got one. They they've only won one more than they've thrown. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, how bad is that? That's bad. That's really bad. Uh, wow. No, I mean that's not good. I literally have no words for that because that's. Uh, but you could <laughs> no, say that for big words. number. Yeah. No. I mean. No. no it's it, it, Saturday night. I did it. I I I, I said. It. In an almost indescribably happy locker room. No, 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 no. You're you're paid to describe something. <laughs> you, you got. You better start. Describing. You got to come you, up you with something. Find a way. Do something. That's funny. I, I love when I, I heard Paul Azinger does it a bunch. I, one of his favorite, you know, and we we all get our our kind of defaults, you know, something. Right. And I, I heard Paul Azinger, and I've heard him a couple times. I heard him during the U.S. Open do it. I've got no words. No, 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 Paul. You're paid to have words. You got to come up with something. Paul, what are we paying you for? I mean, you got to say something. I mean, we 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 can get any rando out of the gallery with no words. <laughs> that's great. Oh man. No, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that is crazy. But hey, throwback to uh, shout out to 1919 and. Uh, all 1919. The, uh, all the all the price of gas been. in 1919. Oh, did we have cars? Yeah, I don't know that we did. I, 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 I don't know. I liked history class, but I wasn't that good of a history student, so I, uh, I, I can't too. tell you. I can't tell you. But this day in 1919. That's right. This day in history. That's uh. Whew. But uh, no. But so we got uh, first game right now. Rangers Rays. Like I said, Rangers up four nothing right now. Another uh, big lead. They won that game yesterday. Four nothing. So uh, continuing uh, to pile on like they did uh, in that game yesterday afternoon. Here in uh, in about twenty minutes or so, we'll have Blue Jays Twins. Twins got that win uh, last evening, a three to one victory over the Blue Jays, and uh, then the two night games, which I thought 
Uh, maybe because I had you know more attention on those games, we were done. Obviously, I was I was at home watching these games, and we're National League homers, of course. But I thought these two games from last night, D backs Brewers and then Marlins and Phillies, were the best two games of the day. I mean, both of those games were really really fun to watch, especially watching the D backs go down three nothing early and then just claw their way back. Answer to quickly, a, to, very quickly to get that six three win. So I, I really loved day one of of the uh, postseason, and I'm hoping uh, day. They too can uh, live up to that hype. And, and Brian, in that game, we saw Arizona do it, and we know how important late innings to tack a little something mm-hmm. on. And it, it took it took the air out of the crowd yeah. in Milwaukee. Huge crowd, great crowd in Milwaukee. And I, I I said it during the course of the year: an ugly postseason exit. How would that impact Craig Council, yeah. the Doogie Howser of baseball? Mm-hmm. And if that if it was good morning, good afternoon, good. And they're out 2-0. Yeah. It, you, you could see me in, in the name of, let's shake it up. I, I think you could. And, and I think there's a couple of teams in here that you can maybe see that. And, and I certainly think Milwaukee's one of them. Because at the end of the day, I mean, Milwaukee. Dodgers? Uh, maybe. Are we bearing the lead? Dodgers? Uh, maybe. Or does that janky COVID bubble title yeah. give Dave Roberts enough cover? Hey, I mean, as janky as it might be. Still a title. I mean, it's still uh, it's still a trophy. But that it trophy was janky. Is, it was crazy. What, 60 games that year? I mean, good Lord. It's, it whew. was really, yeah. really shaky. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, no, it was janky. But, I mean, that, they could be in there. But, I mean, when you look at, like, Milwaukee and Minnesota, let's be honest. I mean, one of the biggest reasons they're in the, the postseason and, and made the playoffs is because of those divisions they play mm-hmm. in. And so I think that's a good point of when you get to the postseason and you're facing the top competition. And if you're, if you're quickly, you know, quickly knocked out to nothing, especially when you're playing on your home turf, I think a lot of questions uh, start getting uh, asked in those, uh, in those front offices. Historically, Minnesota has shown a lot of patience with field manager yeah. Tom Kelly there for a long, long, long time. Ryan Gardenhire had a lot of patience. Uh, Milwaukee, the same mm-hmm. with uh, uh, their, their field manager. And it's that fine line. It's a little bit like the Kentucky, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina world of college football. Uh, you know, you look at Kentucky and how, how have they done it? Well, they got with a really good man and really good coach right. and they stuck with him through some leaner times and, and, and some really good times. They're not always chasing, you know, the, the next hot thing. So I say Craig Council could get in trouble. What if Milwaukee just understands, you know, we're going to draw about 33,000 a night. We're going to be in that mix with, with Cardinals, Cubs more times than not for the National League Central. If we get to the postseason, we cash it in fine. But otherwise, we're winning. Why rock the boat? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it's going to be one of those two, and and I wouldn't be surprised if that we're one. in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's probably the more likely scenario, just because, like you said, you're in Milwaukee. I think you can keep the fans happy at this point. Maybe in another year, another two years, if this continues to be the case, where you get into the playoffs and then just immediately get slammed down once you get there. I think that's when some of the fans start, you know asking questions and, and, and kind of complaining a little bit, but I don't know how many fans in Milwaukee are really complaining about making the postseason at this point. And, and one thing that kind of salves it a little bit for the Brewers is you've got Giannis in the box, yeah. oh, and they, yeah. they, they have to do everything they can to keep him, but he, he cashed it in with mm-hmm. the first title since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they got the Packers. 
yep. and they got Wisconsin football. Yep. They got Marquette basketball. Yep. So okay, yeah. we 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 can't you know okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, perfect time, I guess, for them to get knocked out. You get knocked out today or tomorrow if if that does happen, and you're turning around and first preseason game for the Bucks is is this weekend, you know. And like you said, that's right. Uh, the Green Bay is going to play this weekend. Wisconsin is going to play this weekend. So I think uh, I think a lot to turn to uh, absolutely. But when you look at these four games after last night, how many of these uh, out of these four do you think uh, we get tomorrow? Uh, Brian, I really thought going into today we we would go four for four. We would get yeah. four game threes, and so far it's not looking very good in the very first one. So so much well, for that. I, I thought this one was certainly going to go to a a third game after what we saw yesterday. I bet a thin dime on it, but I would have bet heavy yeah. on Tampa Bay. Today. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I put a little bit on Tampa Bay the, the, today. Okay, I mean, you got a thin you, dime. You, on it, huh? yeah, I mean, you <laughs> you don't have a dime dime in gaming parlance, do you? Uh, uh, no, I do not. Good, um, good, but, uh, good. But I mean, you look at this offense. They take the fun out of it. Absolutely. But uh, I mean, you look at this offense, and I thought they would immediately be able to bounce back uh, after that loss. I thought they'd be embarrassed to to lose like that at home and bounce back today. And right now, uh, it looks just the opposite. It looks like they uh, might just lay down and and let Texas advance to the next round. But we'll talk a little more baseball uh, later in the show. Actually, throughout the show, we'll talk uh, a good amount of baseball today. But let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day at three thirty. Matt Paul. Paulie from KMOX and the Cardinals uh, Radio Network will join us uh, to talk some baseball. We'll, we'll get his thoughts on the end of the season for the Cardinals, some of those uh, moves that, that he expects or he wants to see this offseason. We'll also get his thoughts on the playoffs this year. We'll do that at 3.30, 3.45. We'll look at some of the early lines in the NFL and college football for this week, and I think some really intriguing lines and some really intriguing games out there. 4 o'clock, David Cohn, the co-host of Crane & Company, will join us to talk college football just like he does every Wednesday afternoon at 4.30. Brett, you were teasing this uh, a lot yesterday. We're going to get to our grades. It's about uh, we're, uh, we're a month into the season, so we'll get to... I teased it on Wolo and Friends this morning as well. Did you? Oh, I'm excited about these grades. We're going to have to uh, do a lot of grades at 4.30 as we're a month into the college football season. We'll get to our college football grades at 4.30. 4.45, big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Chris Gordy from the Locked On uh, SEC podcast, also from Sports Talk 790 will join us. We'll talk a lot of SEC with him, but also Chris Gordy down there in Houston will also have to talk about the Houston Astros as they won the AL West and getting ready to start uh, their postseason after uh, these wild card games uh, are complete. At 5.30, we'll get to what's trending at 5.45. We'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. But let me remind you, we're in our family leisure studios where family and fun come together. The world's biggest spa sale, it's back and bigger than ever. 50 different miles to choose from, five different manufacturers, up to 30% off in-stock spas and swim spas. Free upgrades on all in-stock spas and the 24-month same-ass cash. It's still available, but only at Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. He's Brian, I'm Brett, and Johnny Hill with us as well from our Family Leisure Studios at Flynn Broadcasting. This hour of our show brought to you every day by our title sponsor, that's Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Call them at 901-334-9673. Great offers on all 2023 models and always special leasing options. Drive in luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by Lexus of Memphis. 
office at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2023 flagship LS500, and you'll be looking and you'll be driving in style. The one and only Lexus dealership in town. When you purchase the Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day, Major League Baseball playoffs are underway. We've had one full day of action. A second one has already kicked off, and uh, we'll get three games after this, another game getting ready to start here at about 3.30, a little after 3.30. But, we're lo- I mean, look at what the Rangers are doing right now. They're now up 5 nothing over Tampa Bay in the fifth inning, really putting it on the Rays, who uh, kind of made a lot of headlines this morning, last night and this morning, because of the uh, lack of, of fan attendance in that first game yesterday. I said it looks, at least on camera, like it's a little better today, but it doesn't look like that much better. Blue Jays, Twins, the Twins get a 3-1 win uh, in what I thought was a, a fun game. Kevin Gosman uh, for the Blue Jays did not have his best start and gave up three runs in the first three innings. And for the Twins, it snapped their uh, 19-game postseason losing streak up into that game uh, yesterday. So a big win for the Twins to kind of get them back on track. We'll see what they do here in, in about 20 minutes. Uh, D-backs beat the Brewers 6-3. Phillies take care of the Marlins in what I thought was a fantastic crowd. Philly equals electricity. It was jumping uh, in Philly for that game last night. I'm sure uh, it will be the exact same tonight as they look to close out the Marlins. But uh, I thought four really fun series, and, and we'll see how many of them go to a Game 3. Uh, Brett, I was with you. I thought we would get a Game 3 in most, if not all, of these games. But after what I've seen through uh, four and a half innings in, in St. Pete, I, I think we'll at least have one end today. No guarantees. My top story, four baseball series, all 1-0. All could end today, tonight. All could be extended to third and decisive game games, with all the games being played at the home of the better-seeded team. I think that, I think for all the shots at baseball, I think they really have that right. And I heard Rob Manfred with a, 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 a impassioned uh, defense of that and getting away from the one-gamer. Going into these games, I would have ranked these teams in this order. It's how much I know, how little I know. One, Tampa Bay. Two, Philadelphia. Three, Milwaukee. Four, Toronto. Five, uh, Texas. Six, Minnesota. Seven, Arizona. And eight, the Marlins. Five, six, and seven in my rankings all lead 1-0. That's baseball. And I don't think there's another sport, maybe golf, that you can have the that's whatever, fill in mm-hmm. the blank, that explains the sport better than, than that's baseball or that's golf. Must win for Tampa Bay, Toronto, Milwaukee, and Miami. Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story of the day. College football back tonight. Last night, our only day without football until, uh, what, middle of November, I think. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun over the next couple of weeks. Tonight, we've got CUSA action. And, and Brett, we talk a lot about conference realignment, kind of these new-look conferences. But nobody's talking about the new-look CUSA. I mean, that... That conference looks uh, very different than what it looked like two to three years ago. A lot of new faces. Tonight, Jacksonville State versus MTSU. Don't look now, but Jacksonville State, 
four and one on the season, looking Rich to make Rod it five and Rick one. Stockstill. That's right. That should be a great coaching matchup tonight. That game two, seven two o'clock. coaching lifers too. Oh yeah, you're one hundred percent right on that. Uh, that's seven o'clock tonight on ESPNU. Then the late game tonight, eight o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Florida International uh, versus New Mexico State, three and two. Florida International, two and three. New Mexico State. A lot of people won't be uh, intrigued by that one. I think I'm more excited for that one later tonight. Two teams that I don't think either are, are great, and uh, we'll see who can uh, who can win that one. New Mexico State, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, my not-top story probably was top story earlier in the week, but as the week wears on, it's not top story, and it's, it's a good kind of not-top story, I think. The Memphis football Tigers are enjoying the open date, yeah. and, and every summertime prediction would have loved being in this spot at 4-1 and, and, and readying themselves for what I think is the biggest home game since the AAC championship game in 2019. Maybe biggest regular season home game since when game day was here and played SMU that night at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. But it next Friday night uh, a de facto AAC championship game against Tulane? Seems Tulane like saw UCF twice last year. This could be the first of two meetings this year, but this one will decide home field advantage. Memphis Tigers win that one. Then if it's a rematch, it will be in Memphis. Nine days from now, it will be big. But the Tigers so far this year, we're going to give out grades later. One word to describe them, solid. I like that. I like that. Well, I'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. And when we come back, we're going to talk some baseball with Matt Polly from KMOX and the Cardinals Radio Network. That's next on Sports Time. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. We're going to visit with Matt Pauley momentarily from KMOX Sports in St. Louis and the Cardinals radio network and we'll talk with him mostly it's not just going to be cardinal fans grousing and and complaining it's going to be mostly about the playoffs we are going to ask him about what the reaction there in st louis among the cardinal faithful what it's like after a very humbling 71 91 year and not in the postseason what it shows in sports can be that big old dose of humble pie is nothing is a birthright not for anybody out there even for these dynastic teams that look so easy for them, you know, we're probably at the end of Golden State winning it. The Yankees haven't won it since 09. Uh, it, it's over for New England, for the Patriots. Uh, it, it feels maybe like it's at the end or over for Alabama winning national championships. They, 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 they could improve. They could get better. But it, it's how fragile it is. Nothing is a birthright in sports and it's why when you're rocking along and it's going well, you better enjoy it. You better enjoy it. And it doesn't mean when, when you're doing it, all joking aside, you, you, you got to stick it in your friend's ear that's a fan of another team <laughs> because what goes around yeah. can show sure come right. around. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And, uh, and we're starting to see that. I mean, I have a lot of friends of different teams that I have uh, kind of, ah, y'all have been bad. And uh, now see what it got us. 
and uh, right. and, and the Cardinals uh, struggling this year. But uh, Matt Pauley uh, with us now uh, from KMOX, also the Cardinals Network, to talk uh, talk some baseball with us. So Matt, uh, we were just talking. I mean, what is uh, what is it like in St. Louis right now with the playoffs, the wild card starting yesterday, and the uh, the Cardinals nowhere to be found? It's weird. It's really weird. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Uh, we're used to, as you know, used to the Cardinals being in the playoffs, and especially now that it's the expanded playoff, it really feels like they should uh, be in it every year. And to finish the season 20 games under 500 for as many things to go poorly as, as went, I mean, it's just it's odd to be watching these games, and the only thing we can talk about Cardinals-related is 2024. Matt, I, I sure don't want to draw you into a a, a, a firing conversation. I'm just going to say blanket for a lot of teams out there that aren't in the postseason this year. That would include Yankees and would include include Red Sox. I, I would I would put the Angels up there, maybe even the Padres. If you don't go to these expanded playoffs, if you miss them two years in a row then I think everybody, it, it ought to be standard written into contracts, you're out. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I think John Mosaylock, and I will put it right to the Cardinals, John Mosaylock has done enough in his tenure to earn being able to fix this. But he hasn't earned the right to take three years to fix it. He's earned the right to go into this offseason and, and fix it. And that was the term that we heard from Oliver Marmel after the final game. You, you got to fix it. And that's what they got to do. That's a, So if we're having the exact same conversations a year from now, if they go have another season where they're double digit games under 500 and they're not in the playoffs, I think the conversation is very different mm-hmm. than it is right now. At that point, the pressure to move on from a John Mosellock, to move on from an Oliver Marmel, it intensifies. But I specifically to Mo, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what he's going to do to fix what happened this year. Yeah. Well, especially the second half of the season, we saw a couple young guys uh, moved up to St. Louis, Mason Wynn being one of them, Jordan Walker playing most of the season in St. Louis. Those two guys in particular, kind of the young guys, what did you make of, for Jordan, that, that full, almost full season, and then for Mason, kind of that second half of the year while he was up at St. Louis? Yeah, I, I think Jordan Walker had a heck of a season, and we've talked about it a lot. Defensively, he left something to be desired at mm-hmm. times out in the outfield, but this is a guy who was playing high school baseball three years ago and wasn't playing the outfield till midway through the season last year. So when you consider uh, where he came from, I think he did an admirable job in the outfield. It's kind of interesting, and this isn't an original thought by me. I'll, I'll give credit to Ricky Horton from uh, the Cardinals Radio Network. He made the point uh, at one point, the the second to last series between the Cardinals and the Reds a few weeks ago. He made the point that yeah, everybody's talking about De La Cruz, and, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. He's a really young, exciting, fun player, and what he does, even from a defensive standpoint, is really interesting. But very few people, from a national standpoint, after Walker made his debut, were talking about him. Sometimes he would get a little bit of a mention because of all his uh, hitting streaks. But go look at De La Cruz's numbers. And go look at Walker's numbers, and Walker had the much superior offensive season. Yet, if you just went based off you know where the national conversation was at, people probably wouldn't realize that. And on the flip side of uh, if you don't make it two years row next year, if if John Mozellick and Michael Gersh and Oliver Marmel if they get it fixed, then everybody gets new deals. That yeah. that goes with it too. 
Yeah, and it, totally. And those young, and I didn't even mention Mason Wynn. I know that was part of that conversation. He, he you know, a, a solid month for him to get uh, his feet wet at the big league level. I think he proved that he can be uh, a defensive shortstop at the major league level and be a difference-making defensive shortstop at the major league level. He's got to hit a little bit more historically through his minor league career. It would take him about a month to mm-hmm. uh, get his feet wet and get acclimated, and then he would take off offensively. So hopefully he got that uh, subpar month out of the way here. Uh, but those guys, and then still having Arnado and Goldschmidt, and then just completely redoing the pitching staff, if they do that, that's going to be enough for them to be a very good team, to be a playoff team once again. And then, as you allude to, people are going to have a whole lot more job security at that point in time. Yeah, I love what you said about Mason Wynn and kind of that slow first month, almost kind of similar to, to what we saw with Nolan Gorman. I remember when he was here in Memphis, I, I was covering the Redbirds, and, and it was kind of the same thing. It double A, a slow start kind of month for him, and then really uh, got off strong. And same thing here in Memphis, kind of that first month, month and a half, and then same thing when he got up to St. Louis. So I, I hope we see that uh, from Mason as well, because uh, Nolan Gorman uh, was pretty good this year at the plate. But you mentioned the pitching rotation, and that's been kind of the big question all season long from from opening day really what do you expect this front office to do this offseason going out and, and acquiring starting pitchers yeah I think they're going to do a lot I think they've put it they've painted themselves into a corner where they've said they're going to do a lot so they have to go out and do a lot when they talk about bringing in three starting pitchers and honestly I would be comfortable it's not a perfect world scenario but I would be comfortable if they brought in a legit one a legit two and then you had Michaelis and Matt at your three and your four, mm-hmm. and you let everybody else just battle out for that five spot. And that I would be, that'd be fine. I think that, that that's not the perfect scenario, but that'd be fine. But I think there's a lot of people inside the Cardinals organization who think that they're going to bring in a one, a two, and a three. And at that point, it's really going to be uh, Michaelis and Matt's in that four and five spot. And then, all the rest of the pitching depth, whether it's a Drew Rahm, a Dakota Hudson, a Zach Thompson, uh, if Matthew Libertor were to go back to the starting rotation, but I really think his future's in the bullpen. But whoever you want to mention, all those guys are going to be there if there is an injury or if you need a sixth starter. And, you know, that generally happens. Very rarely do you walk out of spring training with the five guys that you thought it was going to be. So there's, I think that the goal is to bring in three starting pitchers to be in those top three spots in the rotation. All right, Matt, I know it's always a tough task. Speak for your entire listening audience <laughs> at night when you're doing sports open line. Who do you think is the adopted team among Cardinal fans for this October run for someone to be crowned World Series champions? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I There's only one team from the NL Central, so if you root for your division to do well, it's the Brewers, but it's hard to root for the Brewers. Uh, the Phillies are the team that knocked the Cardinals out last year, so maybe that that kind of continues on. Uh, the Braves do things the right way. They draft and develop, and then once they create superstars, they get them locked into long-term deals. So if you're looking for the blueprint that most fits what the Cardinals would like to probably do, it's probably the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are a team that, you know, they, they don't spend a lot of money, but man, do they invest in all other areas of the baseball operation. That's something that I think Cardinal fans would like to, the Cardinals to do uh, a little bit more. So of all, I think those are the teams that jump out. I'd probably go Braves just because 
the way they do things is the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Well, for for Matt Paul, anybody but Dodgers. Ooh. Yeah. Although you know what, yeah. I don't. The thing I appreciate about the Dodgers, I don't especially like the Dodgers, but the, the thing Man. that I really appreciate about them is they're you know the Mets went and spent gobs and gobs and gobs of money, but they did it in a really kind of stupid way. The Dodgers take all the smart stuff that the Rays do, mm-hmm. and then they take all the money that the Mets put in, and they bring it together. The Dodgers are as smart of an organization. They invest just as much in uh, the stuff that Tampa Bay invests in as they do in players. So if, if, there, if you had unlimited money, I do think you would look to the Dodgers as a way to do things. Yeah. All right, Matt, you speak for the listening audience. Now speak for yourself. Who does Matt Pauly think uh, wins the uh, World Series this year? Oh, who, I think the Braves win. I, okay. you know, who, yeah, uh, I just they're the, I think they're the best team. Yeah. I feel like they can, if they want to score a bunch of runs, I just feel like they can flip a button and do it. I, I know that they're flawed a little bit from a pitching standpoint. I, I get that. I'm not trying to run away from that. But offensively, from a run scoring standpoint, they're just so stinking good. Uh, I don't know how you beat them. Yeah, and and in the American League, I, and I saw them in tw- uh, May of 2022 at Bush Stadium, the Baltimore Orioles, and I came back saying they they've got something going. Well, they really yep. really have that now. Over a hundred wins, very young team, 28th in payroll. They're gonna have to pay all these guys eventually. If they can keep the Angelos family away from them, they'll do fine. Yeah, they're they're a fun team. I think generally speaking, baseball's better when the Orioles are playing good baseball. You mentioned the Angelos family, and obviously, uh, you would probably wish that they had a different ownership group there. I I always pump the brakes a little bit though when it comes to teams that had a breakout year and have not been in the playoffs a lot recently. And I don't always get that right, but it just always feels like they don't have that recent playoff experience, and that there, there's some value in that. So of all the really good teams from a record standpoint that made it to the playoffs this year, I, I'm probably most weary about the Orioles. Yeah, uh, Matt, last thing for you. Uh, we talked to Tom Ackerman uh, right after that 200th win for Adam Wainwright. And, you know, even though uh, the Cardinals weren't playing for the postseason, obviously a lot of memorable moments in St. Louis with Adam Wainwright, that 200th game. But then also his final weekend, that, that last game, he gets an at-bat. They uh, present him a puppy. What was that final weekend like uh, kind of honoring Adam Wainwright and, and what he did for the Cardinals? Yeah, it was great. It was the fun, you know, the only real good things that happened to the Cardinals this year were connected to Wainwright yeah. and winning his 200th game and uh, that final weekend, not including, you know, young players taking steps forward and, and things like that. So, yeah, it was just, it was great. This is, a, this is a guy who's an all-time Cardinal who loves the team, loves the organization, loves the city, loves the fans, and it was an opportunity for the fans and everybody else to give back to him one final time. And and the year didn't go the way anybody thought the year was going to go. And that's just a that's a cold hard fact and we've later, you know, found out from an injury standpoint when he won that 200th game, he probably wasn't going to be able to pitch again after yeah. that almost no matter what. So just a great opportunity to give back and for the city of St. Louis to tell Adam Wainwright just how much he means to uh, St. Louis because Wayno over and over has told St. Louis how much it means to him. And he's got a chance to go on to be one of the foremost broadcasters across sport. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. He's so well-spoken. He's got a great sense of humor. He understands the game. He understands the history of the game. I think he is a star in the making. The only question is, 
how much is he going to want to work? You know, you 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 play right. major league baseball for that many you years. You've got this. a family. You might want to sleep in a few days. You might not want the grind. But if he wants to, whatever he wants to do in broadcasting, he can do. Yeah, I think both of you are all right on that. But Matt, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, let's do this again soon. Yeah, fellas, anytime. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt, so much. It, it was great listening yeah. to Matt all year. And Dad, come, we got, I forgot to congratulate him on how great he sounded doing the games down the end of the year. I was oh, listening to one. Really good. Sounded real good, and, and he, he's he's young man in a hurry too. Yeah, yeah, no, he. Uh, I, I was able to catch. I saw it on Twitter um, that he posted that he was going to be doing a, a couple of those games down the stretch. And yeah, no, he sounded really, really good in those games. But uh, let's go ahead and get to a break because when we come back, we got to talk about some of these lines for the week in NFL and college football. I think some very intriguing early lines, at least as we're uh, sitting here on a Wednesday. But we'll do that next on Sports Time. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in to Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you. And we talked a lot of baseball to start the show. We got to look ahead to some of these uh, games over the weekend, both college football and the NFL, as uh, we're only a couple days away. College football today, tomorrow, and Friday, but uh, we'll really get the full slate started uh, on Saturday. Brett, where you where you want to start looking at these games? Red River Shootout, yeah. Saturday morning, 11 o'clock, and game day will be there. They've been there a lot, and it will be some scene. Last time ever in the Big 12 for these two. Uh, and Texas, I, I think Texas has the best road win of yeah. the year in college football, but I think FSU's got the best two wins mm-hmm. of the year, one on the road at Clemson and one at a neutral that was kind of th- to their advantage against LSU. Uh, th- this is going to be good. Texas six and a half Saturday morning early on the fairgrounds of of the Cotton Bowl. That, that that'll be a wild scene. Yeah, it will be. And the, I mean, we know they like those eleven a.m. starts uh, for this game. They and do. My, it was eleven when I went. Yeah, it seems like uh, they they like eleven a lot, kind of early. But hey, I mean, if you want a game to start the day, that's really going to get you fired up. I mean, this is the one. I, I really like both of these teams, and and I, I heard somebody today. I can't remember what I was listening to or what I was watching, and they had a, a handicapper on, and and whoever it was said, uh, as long as it's under a touchdown, I'm taking Texas, and like you said, maybe the best road win uh, of the year, and and also that win against Kansas last weekend. It's kind of hard to bet against Texas at this point. It was a route last year, and Brent Venables probably needs it more than Sark, but Sark needs it. Brian, I told you wrong yesterday. I said I was talking about how great the Cotton Bowl looks now compared to the first time I ever saw it. I said 81, Stones concert. I was wrong. 71, Browns-Cowboys preseason football game. Wow, a little preseason action. And I mean... Hot as I the bet. eighth layer of Hades. I can only imagine at night uh, at the Cotton oh, Bowl. I, I bet. I, I I bet. But oh, seventy one. Good. Lance Lord. Allworth on the Cowboys then. Wow, a while ago. I th- I, that was either seventy one or seventy two. We went. We, we went one year to Browns Cowboys, and then the next year, 
I think that was 71. And in 72, we went to Rangers-Yankees baseball the first year the Rangers were in Arlington. That's awesome. 71. Good Long Lord. time ago. Long time ago. Glad to know that uh, that it still looks good, though. L- looks better than it's ever looked. Wow. He- he- here's one. Uh, Washington State. They've mm. done it really quietly, haven't they? No, they're, they they're, have. they're getting three and a half at the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. against UCLA. Uh, UCLA's made more noise nationally than an undefeated Washington State. Yeah, they have. And, and I mean, I... I know we're not picking these games right now, but I would almost take Washington State. I mean, you said they've I would been, too. They've been that kind of that sneaky, really, really, really good team this year. Nobody's really talking in, about in, them. in the year. In the year of the quarterback, he could be top three or four. Cam Ward at Washington State, the transfer from Incarnate Word, mm-hmm. and, and during his recruitment, Ole Miss was really close on him. Really, and and a lot there were there were a lot of kind of Southern type teams close on him and I think the the deal that that won it for Washington State, his coach at Incarnate Word, mm. I think is the offensive coordinator now at Washington State. I think you I think you might be right. Um or maybe and a little bit of a power play like and yeah. and and something something. Of course. Of course. There's, there's a lot of something something out there for everybody. Uh, now. well now it's legal so um but uh but you know for Washington State, I mean you talk about about the quarterback play in in really the year of the quarterbacks, but really the conference of quarterbacks, and and his name sometimes gets left out of these conversations for the best quarterback in the pack, and I think uh, wrongfully so because he's been really really good. And on the other side, you look at UCLA, true freshman uh, as their starting quarterback right now. They turned to him uh, week two, I believe. So uh, kind of a, a young quarterback going up against a, a vet that might, like you said, be one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country. So. Uh, even though it's on the road, I think I might like Washington State at that three and a half's a good number. Here's a good example of the year of the quarterback. I'm looking at the the AP top twenty five and and the games in order for how they kick off on Saturday. Gabriel at Oklahoma, Ewers at Texas, Talia Tungvaloa at Maryland. Mm-hmm. Ohio State always has a good quarterback. Oh yeah, Jaden Daniels at LSU, Cook at Mizzou. Ward at Washington State, the freshman at UCLA, Sims at Florida State, Alabama, big question mark. Yeah. A&M, a backup. But, and then you get to the 230 game and you got May at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. A lot of quarterbacks out there. And if you don't have one, you have no chance. Absolutely, absolutely. I've got I've got a couple of buddies that uh, specifically with, with Alabama this year, uh, Tennessee going into this week's talking about that and saying until you show me that you have a quarterback and that your quarterback is going to compete at a high level right now with the way college football is being played this year it's hard to bet on a team that you have that doesn't have a proven quarterback back there and so you're right I mean you're seeing all over the country I pointed out the Pac-12 just because I mean you can go down the list of those schools and go quarterback 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 but you can really do that at a lot of places across the country you can and I was shocked last week to see the result of Georgia Tech against Bowling yeah. Green because I think Haynes King mm-hmm. is all that in Georgia Tech playing Miami. Miami, 21-point favorites. I think that game will stay closer than that, especially, maybe even closer after the loss to Bowling Green yeah. than if they had won. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I think it definitely could, and and I'm excited to, to talk to David because I, I want to ask him about Miami because really – 
after everyone wanted to, you know, it seemed like all that hype was there last year before the season, and then just not a great season for Miami, and it really seemed like everybody wanted to put them down after that season. Now, I mean, a really good start to the season for Miami. It doesn't seem like a ton of people are talking about them this year, so I'm I'm eager to hear David's thoughts about Miami this year, but 20 and a half, that's a, that's a lot of points uh, for, like you said, a, a Georgia Tech team that I think has a, a really competent quarterback back there. I, I was just stunned with with the Bowling Green score. I yeah. thought I thought Georgia Tech pretty good. You, you know the you could argue Tulane played Ole Miss close. Uh, you know, may, maybe even better ruggedly yeah. on defense than LSU did. Absolutely. And, and, and Georgia Tech moved the yeah. ball on offense. Yeah, no, you're right about that. So, uh, no, that would be a good one. A, a kind of big spread there. Another one that I know we kind of talked about yesterday a little bit, but. This Maryland Ohio State game, I've been, you know, seeing this uh, a lot of my one of my buddies, big Ohio State fan. He was uh, texting me asking me what I thought about this one. Nineteen and a half. Big tease game. Tw- oh yeah, but I think it was twenty and a half yesterday. Now it's moved down to nineteen and a half uh, for uh, for Ohio State, but. You know, this one, Maryland undefeated right now, and, and with Ohio State um, looking pretty good this year, that's that's still a big number, though, against an undefeated team in conference. NFL on Sunday, Patriots one-point favorite at home over the Saints. That's only because they're at home. Mm-hmm. Baltimore four-point favorite on the road at Acrisure Stadium against the Steelers. And Atlanta, slim favorite, two points over the Texans in, in Atlanta on Sunday. Yeah, and then the one that really is jumping off to me, uh, Vikings at home, a uh, only a four-and-a-half-point dog against Kansas City. Uh, Minnesota just got their first win of the season last week, needed a comeback to get it, so I wouldn't be surprised if that line moves a little bit in the favor uh, of Kansas City. But that's a, that's a Super Bowl matchup from days yeah, gone by. It is. Long for... For Hank Stram and the wireless mic that made him famous. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Sunday Night Football, uh, Cowboys, three-and-a-half-point dog against uh, San Francisco. So uh, and, and gave a new definition to matriculate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that'll do it for our first hour. Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk college football with David Combs. 